Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, you're listening to The Middle, injecting soul into every day. Because margaritas and The Bachelorette are just as soulful as many's and self-care. We're your hosts, Holly Azapati and Jordana Levine. Okay, so I have a comment from the Facebook group, Hol. Share with me, please. It's from Alicia Armstrong. So funny story. I listened to this week's ep this morning, amaze. Then I went and had a beautiful Reiki session and she told me that maybe I needed to look at strengthening my heart chakra. So I thought, what a better way than to re-listen to the end of the potty about the heart chakra. So we're zooming through the ep and the heart chakra starts at one hour and 11 minutes. That so crazy. Oh my God. Thought I'd share, ha ha, XX. I'm sorry for interrupting your comment, Alicia, um, but that's crazy. I love those unplanned angel number I mean they shouldn't ever be planned <laughs> but you know when they come up at random times like we didn't know we were starting the heart chakra at 111 no I know so amazing and you know it's so tricky to edit audio that there's actually no way I could have planned that even if I tried <laughs> oh my god do you reckon people would do that though surely do you know what I saw actually the funniest meme I'm pretty sure I sent it to you where it was planning to send a text to your crush at 1111 so that you can tell them that you must be soulmates <laughs> I reckon Double Water used to do that to me. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he fully did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. If you guys are listening and you've done something sick like that, let us know because you're let our kind of people. You must be a Scorpio. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of Scorpio, Jord, I have been highly emotional, like more than usual this week. What is going on? Well, as always, Holt, I don't think we can blame it on astrology or the moon so but yeah it's a it's water season it's a water season it's um a highly heightened emotional time there is intensity that comes with scorpio i just want to be really careful when i talk about it though because i feel like you know i've done a lot of talk about scorpio season and the scorpio new moon is today when this goes to air yeah Um, i've talked about it a lot on lunar lover and on my own instagram and it seems to be freaking people out and i really don't want it to Um, basically Scorpio is all about change and transformation it's MO is death and rebirth it's all about the shedding of layers putting putting things to bed to death so Mm. that they can rise and become anew again and that's that's a beautiful thing that is that is something that's ever present within the universe you know it's it's constant change it's the cyclical nature of energy it's everywhere but for some reason (laughs) <laughs> within Scorpio season, it's masked in a little bit of shadow, um, which which is completely normal and it's completely fine. And and sometimes I think that going through those deaths within the darkness um, actually gives us more space for the light to come in. Yeah, I yeah. agree with you. It almost feels 
uh, shamanic in a sense where you've got to go to those depths sometimes to get the gift out the other end. And I feel almost as like for humans, it's the fear of going to that depth or just the fear of not knowing what's going to come out the other end. Absolutely. So what's really interesting is that Halloween is always in Scorpio season. Like it always is. That's just what it is. Scorpio season is from the 23rd of October until November 22. So Halloween falls in there. Now Halloween is based on um, a pagan ritual um, called Samhain. I hope I'm saying that right. S-A-M-H-A-I-N. And it was an ancient Celtic religion. Okay, and the the tradition of Samhain is a celebration of the end of the harvest and the start of the coldest half of the year. So in the Northern Hemisphere, it's a bit different for us here. Um, But it's this sort of transition from the old season into the new in the darkest hours of the night. And that's where kind of like the creepiness of it came, I guess. And it's this very thin veil, they believed, and celebrated this thin veil between life and death. Okay, so Mm. Halloween made it into this scary thing where it's like the dawn of the dead kind of vibe. But it's this idea that Scorpio is all about, which is this death and rebirth. Yeah, it's like rising from the ashes, like a phoenix or something. Absolutely, and it was it was this ancient tradition. It's still um, it's still practiced within like um, Wicca and and yeah. people that follow pagan pagan rituals. Um, and yeah, it's this beautiful celebration. So it's not something to be feared, and we're constantly. Every single second of our lives, we are constantly going through change. So when the big changes come in, sometimes it feels like really full on and unexpected. But the thing is that we're changing every second of the day anyway. We're shedding skin cells, our organs are changing, our breath is changing, our moods are changing, our energy is changing, the sun is rising and setting, the moon is going through its eight phases, the seasons are changing, the hours are changing, you know, like we're in constant state of flux constant changing it, I know it's craving but I thought that that would be funny oh, I was like <laughs> where is she going with this because that I'm is really not sorry. the song <laughs> but what I was going to say is the funny things about us humans right is that we like to think we have everything under control and we know what's going to happen mm. so when there's any sense of I, I'm not sure what's coming, but I can sense something and it feels big, but I can't place it. Yeah. It's almost like I'm out of control and it doesn't feel good. Mm. The thing is, this 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 piece on control and our earth signs are going to really struggle with this a lot of the time. It's like we can do everything we try to have all of our ducks in a row, do all of the right things in inverted commas, but sometimes there will be these tower card crumbles or these death cards that we pull in tarot that feel that sense of foreboding and big shifts and there's actually nothing we can do but surrender to it and in fact surrendering to it and trusting it is the best way to manage it because if we're like butting heads with it then that's a force that isn't in our alignment yeah and i think from experience um the scariest thing about the tower crumble and the rock bottom experience and the deaths that take place. And yeah, they're not always so dramatic. Sometimes they're very subtle Mm. is the anticipation of it and the fear and anxiety Mm. around what is coming, you know, Mm. like, um, the anticipatory kind of like, uh, uh, flux of emotion and flux of energy, but the, the crumbling itself is never really as bad as we 
predict it to be right and once once the death has occurred then the life comes in straight away you know like it's it's almost immediate I mean I'm not an overly religious person but if you look at the resurrection of Christ within that story and and all the spiritual stories all the religious stories their stories is you know he died and three days later he rose like it's fast (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean like it doesn't have to be this long process no, we've got a quick turnaround here, guys. And yeah. Scorpius season is only four weeks. Imagine the deaths and the rebirths we can have in that time. Yeah, I, I, think it's something, I think it's something to be celebrated and something to look forward to because when I look back at my life and some of the big changes that have occurred out of the blue, I cannot tell you one that didn't end eventually in some sort of reward. Absolutely. And it's almost a cathartic piece, isn't it? It's a shedding of the old to bring in the new. It's just, it's it's like winter to spring. We have to drop the leaves to bloom fresh new foliage. It's it's just Absolutely. a cyclical nature. Mm. It reminds me, and this is something actually, Jord, I do often when I feel like I'm about to be faced with something that I couldn't possibly get through. And it's that reminder that you've always there's always been moments in life that you've faced that have felt like, I don't know how I'm going to deal with this. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I can't see the light. And just the fact that you're sitting here or listening to this today means you did get through it and you will get through more things again. Like there was a time in my life and it was Scorpio season thinking back, which is insane, about four Scorpio seasons ago where in the same week I was made redundant from my corporate job of five years out of kind of nowhere and my grandfather passed away. And that was actually within two or three days of each other. And it was this deep, deep death of like a literal death of someone that I love so much, but also a death of my identity in Holly, the corporate and all of these things. What was I going to do next? But in hindsight, George, while that felt incredibly, you know, crumbly, it is everything that set me up on the path that I'm on now. It's the reason that I did my wellness coaching course and started my business and have traveled the way that I have and why we're running this podcast now. It's we, we can't ever see. And that's the beauty of hindsight as well, right? Absolutely. I just thought of something then. It's like sometimes the change is a process, you know, like sometimes, yeah, you lose the job and you you get on this trajectory, which is your new career, and you start to see the light over a few years as pieces start to fall and you think, oh, my God, imagine if I stayed in that job, where would I be now? But then there's also those moments where, like, let's say – and the context can be different for everybody, but let's say within our business as whole, a client cancels. They're like, oh, I'm going to pay you all this money. And then last minute they're like, oh, sorry, I'm actually not. And you're like, yeah. whoa, I was relying on that money. What the hell? And then out of the blue slips this new client that's like perfectly aligned and there's space for it. And it's like this death had to occur in order for this new client to come in. Yes, mm. so true. It's almost like constant nudging onto your the path that you're supposed to be on and we don't actually control the path no. there's a greater power controlling that path so we might think we're walking along oh what were you gonna oh, say i we do have some control i just i get quite anxious when people get stuck in this idea because it happens all the time when i do a moon synopsis that they don't have choice you absolutely have oh, choice a hundred percent you have choice you have choice to step on that path and put foot in front of the other if there's a crossroads then you can choose left or right but it's about 
following the niggles and the things that are out of control, like the tree that's fallen down and blocked that path, okay, I'm going to go back that way and take the other route, you know. I don't know why I'm going on this path. No, no, it's fine. I um, what One of the things I explained in Make It Happen, which I think brought a lot of people comfort, is that if you have a predestined route, it's because you were the one that predestined it. You decided as a soul up in the sky before you landed on earth in this lifetime that this was your soul contract. So when I, when Holly says, oh, you don't have a choice, this is the path you're on, it's like, but you put yourself on that path. Absolutely. Yeah? Your higher self did that. So yeah. what I like to say to people is don't hold on to things that need to die that you naturally need to let go of because when you do that, then you stunt the cycle. You stunt the growth. So yes. allow the deaths to occur and you know, you know intuitively when things need to come to an end. Relationships are a perfect example of this. Mm. We know when something is not working, and I say this from experience, and we try this and we try that and we try this angle and we put up with shit we don't want to put up with because we don't want it to end. But mm. we know when it's not right, okay? So it's about letting those deaths occur. Mm, because the thing is, George, they're going to occur anyway. So if we allow them to occur, it's actually a much more comfortable process. Yes. Because... Otherwise, universe will intervene and go, all right, well, here's a redundancy you didn't see coming. I mean, I was sitting in a job I didn't like for three years and I wasn't doing anything about it. I wasn't allowing the deaths to occur. It felt very, very scary. And so there you go. We're going to take care of it for you. So it is always better if you do step up to the plate and do what you can and play the role in a death occurring for something new to come in. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I guess one of the things that people really struggle with is change and allowing the deaths to occur because it's scary. So mm-hmm. something that I do, and I've been through a lot of changes in the last year, I left my home of 13 years, I moved to the other side of the state, I moved away from all of my family and my friends. Um, it was a big upheaval for me. Yeah. I, I kind of changed a lot of the work that I was doing. It was all very different. I went through some big relationships that ended. It was a lot of stuff. I... Um, The thing that I do that works in every moment for me is a few things. I follow the cycles. So following the lunar cycle is a big one for me. Um, It is this constant state of change that is happening with the moon. Mm. And she changes through her eight phases. But it's also... It, it also um, is a consistency. Do you know what yes. I mean? Like she's going yes. through her eight phases. She has all these changes of energy and points where you take action and points where you surrender. There's moments when she's full. There's moments when she's dark. But that cycle keeps going and that's how mm. energy works. So that keeps me that keeps me feeling um, like there's hope and that I can have faith and trust in something. Yes. I also um, use the breath a lot. If I need a reminder of a cycle within the moment, I take some deep inhales and some deep exhales, knowing that after every exhale, I can inhale again. It's this constant change, but it's also a consistent cycle. Yes. Um, And then lastly, I always tell myself, I am safe in this present moment. Or I ask myself, am I safe in this present moment? And 99.9% of times I am safe in the present moment. 
I might be scared of what's going to happen tomorrow or the day after, but for now I am safe. And if I can stay with that, then the change cycle and allowing the deaths to occur is a lot easier because it's a moment by moment practice. Now, there are times in your life where you're not safe. There are times Mm. in your life when you ask yourself, am I safe? And you're like, you know what? Actually, I don't think I am. So Mm. I need to make a drastic change or I need to make a change. I need to move in some way to shift this energy because I'm actually not safe in this moment. Mm. So asking yourself that and checking in with that allows you to move with the cycle. And if you need to make a change on your own, then that's the time to do it. I love this focus on the concept of safety, Jord, because it is this piece around when I lack control, then I I feel like I have no hold on my life and that can feel unsafe mm. when it actually isn't. And this is where that piece around, for me, it's trust and surrender. They're my big anchoring points that I come back to anytime I feel any level of upheaval or tumultuous energy it's okay trust whole you've been through shit before and come out stronger more resilient more in like more informed you've come out a shinier version of yourself every single time doesn't matter what I've been faced with in the past so it is that piece around I've been here before I'll be here again and this too shall pass yeah. and I love that it's this too shall pass Past. But that's the that's the thing with everything, right? Everything in the universe is impermanent. So everything yeah. will pass. The good will yeah. pass. The bad will pass. Yeah. The in-between will pass. Yeah. But it's always going to come around again. It's the cyclical nature of the universe. And that's why I feel that an, any action that you can take, especially over Scorpio season, and we talk about Mercury retrograde later in the episode, but anything that brings you back to the present moment, like what George said, I am safe in this present moment. And, a, you know, it could be a yin practice or any yoga practice. It could be a meditation practice. Upping the things that make you feel present. Yeah. Flow state activities are great for that, George. So any activity... A flow state activity is one of the key components of positive psychology. And to be flow state, it must leave you feeling like you're having no track of time when you're doing it. You are enjoying yourself while you're doing it, so it's really enjoyable. But there has to be a level of challenge as well. So having a bubble bath is not a flow state. (laughs) Sounds about it, guys. But if you're looking at things like, and we've spoken about it before, cooking, dance, writing, meditating is one of those things, going for a big walk, surfing. Do you know what? Men do this incredibly well, yeah. the video games, golf, surfing. They don't even realise. They don't even realise that this flow state piece, some people say, oh, you know, that's my meditation. Well, actually, it's not meditation, but it is getting you into that flow state, which is getting you into the present moment. That's so, really good. I really like yeah. that. What can you guys do that give you that present moment? Yeah. Another thing that I think is a really good way of dealing with change um, and getting yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit, because I think that sometimes the thing that scares people about change is that it doesn't feel comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that it's okay to not feel comfortable. We talk about getting out of your comfort zone all the time. And something like yin that you and I find really relaxing and, you know, really restorative and meditative can be quite a brain fuck for some people yeah they hate having to lie there they're thinking constantly it feels stressful feels anxious but essentially they're safe 
in the room. Yes. So ask yourself, what practices can I do that gets me outside of my comfort zone but still keeps me safe? It's a really good transition into accepting change. So I always say to those people, and I can tell who they are because they can't close their eyes and they're constantly moving, (laughs) please keep coming back. You are safe in this room. I know it's a struggle for you, but you are safe. And it's mm. it's the kind of thing like you don't have to do yin. What's some other examples? Hold like um, going to a singing d- lessons singing or lessons. a dance class. Absolutely, or yeah. Talking or, to a stranger on the bus. Yeah, absolutely. I we've spoken about this before. I used to hate talking to strangers. My mum used to do it, and it would just embarrass the shit out of me. But I do it all the time now. I just spark up a conversation with someone in a coffee shop. It gets yeah. me out of my comfort zone. It never feels comfortable. But I always feel better after it. I love this piece so much, Jord, around, okay, how do we get comfortable with discomfort, get more uncomfortable because it becomes familiar. It's like anything. The more you do it, the more familiar it feels, the more safe you feel in that moment. So, yeah, I agree. It's safety in the discomfort. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Can you think of, I mean, you told us about the redundancy, but can you think of any other stages in your life where you've been through a real kind of death? Yeah, absolutely, Jod. And I know a lot of us refer to them as our rock bottom moment. And the irony of that is I thought in life, life only handed you one rock bottom moment. And then once you had your one, that was it. But no, (laughs) you can have more than one. And I've experienced multiple deaths when it comes to my relationship with physical health, uh, especially in the context of flares of adrenal fatigue and autoimmune conditions like my psoriasis and those sorts of things. So the first time I experienced this in a really heavy way was about four or five years ago where I was, I actually took more sick days in I think it was a time period of two months than I'd had in the entire four years prior in my job. I was so unwell. I couldn't leave the couch. I was missing a lot of good friends' birthdays. I just felt so low. Mm -hmm. I couldn't train at the gym anymore. I just couldn't do anything. I was like this shell and I was so, so unwell and so unhappy. However, while in that period of feeling so low and it feeling like, oh my gosh, I cannot get through the day, like this is just too much, I didn't see that that was the catalyst to put me on my path that I'm on now. It's what led me to meditation. It's what led me to yoga. It's what led me to wanting to learn more about the wellness industry and actually becoming a coach myself. That entire death of the girl that I was, and it was, she was a young girl, especially the way that I was relating to my mental health and stress and how that actually took a physical toll on my body. It was a necessary death for me to come out the other end healthier, more in, no, it's so funny, I was about to say more in control of my health, but it wasn't even that, just with a more deep understanding of my physical health and my mental health as well. And it happened again the beginning of this year, just before we started the potty. I felt like, oh, I'm back here again, but it wasn't that. It was okay. I'm going through a similar death of the way that I've been relating to my body. My fatigue has flared up. This doesn't feel great. And what's coming out of that is even deeper levels of self-care and respect for my body because of that. Mm. Yeah. How about you, George? Um, I've been through a lot of deaths and rebirths. <laughs> I am a Gemini after all. 
With five placements in Gemini. Yes, I'm constantly reinventing myself. Uh, I think, um, like I said, I went through a lot this year with moving um, and a few relationships kind of coming in and out and weird stuff like that. But I think one of the biggest and most significant for me was my last corporate job. Mm. Um, I spoke about it in Make It Happen. So a few people are probably quite familiar with it, but I was working for um, a narcissist and I really had gotten myself to a point in that job where um, my mental health was so bad that um, all the things that I was being criticized for, which started off as untruth, started to become quite truthful because I just, I, I couldn't perform at all. I, I, Mm. and I'd never been in that position before. I'd always been such a high achiever at work and very good at the work that I did and I you know I got promotion after promotion after promotion and then I finally landed this dream job and I thought I'd made it I was working for a very successful woman and it just was not what I thought it would be wow and it became well at the time it felt like my demise but it actually became the best thing that could have happened for me but I was I was at a point where um I was so depressed I was my self-esteem was so low I was physically ill like I think I had the flu for 18 months like I was so sick I broke my foot I had many shoulder dislocations I was just a shell of a human I lost most of my close didn't lose them I became detached from a lot of my close friends one of my relationships crumbled um, and everyone around me was saying oh babe like you can't leave this is a dream job like you're crazy just put up with it it's fine sometimes you got to work hard to get what you want and I was like oh yeah okay all right okay and then um I had a tea with a stranger at the time who ended up being one of my best friends Vicky Heath she was um working in PR and she'd been in corporate and she had gone freelance and in a set of weird circumstances we ended up having tea together and she said to me why don't you just leave? And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> She's like, why don't you just leave? You seem really unhappy and very unwell. And I was like, oh, is that an option? I can do that? She's like, yeah, you've been working in publishing for long enough. You could freelance. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I went in the very next day and I resigned. So wow. I had tea with her on a Sunday and I resigned on the Monday. She gave you permission to leave. She gave me permission. And, you know, the story here is, like, give yourself permission. But I needed that death to occur because what would have happened, it would have happened anyway. Yes. But I might have been in a psych ward hooked up to an IV drip, you know. Yes, (laughs) and it was on your terms, which is where you feel empowered by the decision rather than feeling powerless or you know, having that little bit of a victim complex, you know? And look, it wasn't sunshine and roses after that. Like it was hard working for myself. And, um, there was a lot of kind of back and forth of, is this the right thing? Is this not? Where's my money? Where's my super, you know, like all this sort of stuff. But Mm. in the end, like you, with your redundancy, it got me to where I am now. Now, not just the career trajectory that I ended up on no. but also my mental health state it made mm. me realize how I want to work when I'm working with other people it told me a lot of who I don't want to be as a person and the position I don't want to be in ever again one of the things that happened in that job which I'm still kind of working on with myself it's probably why I'm such a control freak guys mm. is um, I developed such a thick skin working for that woman that 
things would happen to me and people would say things to me and it wouldn't affect me at all. I had no emotion over it. I was like, oh yeah, whatever, water off a duck's back. But it wasn't healthy because sometimes when people say things to you, it should hurt your feelings. Yeah. You know, you should have an emotion about it. You're allowed to feel, yeah. Yeah, and little, you know, double air earth sign over here was just like, oh, it's probably just easier not to feel it. You know, yeah. so there was a lot that came from that. So that was my rock bottom of sorts. I've never really had a health rock bottom, but that was probably as close as I got. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, there was so much light that came out of it. But it's a really good example how if you don't make the death happen when you know it needs to, Ooh. then you could just keep going and going and going and it could be a dramatic tower crumble. And it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You almost identify, like, I know when I was unhappy at my job, that was my story. It was like, yeah, I hate my job. Like, I'm really, you know, I've just got so much going on. I'm so stressed at work. And people feed into that as well. So one of my favorite quotes, George, is the Elizabeth Gilbert quote, (laughs) which is, I never get, I never see a powerful transformation in someone's life without the person in question first getting sick and tired of their own bullshit so this is about calling yourself out on your bullshit stories you're telling yourself how can you create empowered change in your life knowing that it's going to happen for you anyway especially this Scorpio season there are going to be some crumblings but it can be on your terms because listening to this you know there's the thing in your mind that's been niggling this entire discussion where you've gone oh I want to share my piece with jaws and holes what are you going to do about it? Yeah, and let that gi- let that be the gift of Scorpio season. What is what is starting to crumble? Like, think of a cliff face. Like, what rocks are starting to fall? Mm-hmm. And how can I get this over and done with? Yeah. <laughs> you know, rip the bandaid right off. Yeah, absolutely. So let's take this to a personal level. Hole. What do you feel the changes are happening around you? I've been sensing them for a while, Jord, and I've been sharing them on the podcast. So the big piece, I feel, is leaving Sydney, and it's so interesting. I know. (laughs) Coming to you. You're coming to me. I'm looking at a house for Holly today. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm so. I'm going to be having a facial while George goes and looks at my future home. <laughs> Holly said to me before, she goes, what are you doing tomorrow? At 1 p.m. I'm having a facial. I'm like, at 1 p.m. I'm looking at a house for you. <laughs> Find yourself a friend that does that for you guys. <laughs> but I do feel like it's a death of my identity and Sydney is all I've ever known. 30 yeah. years, all of my best friends by you, all of my family are here. Yeah. And Trenny and I are doing this. And do you know what's so interesting, George? Because now it's pretty real like it will be in the next few weeks I'm like oh I'm pretty comfortable in Sydney like I feel pretty good here I like the house here I like the routine here and universe is I know universe is doing it on purpose it's like how much are you really wanting this whole like how much are you really committed to this this total death of everything you've known and that happened to me too it happened to me too right before I put everything into storage I was like hmm I really like it around here but you know but that also could it could be a thing right like if the death doesn't want to occur you don't have to make it occur but no it's coming it's a test yeah (laughs) so that's mine john how about you oh that's so interesting um i feel there's a real crumbling uh look look (laughs) i actually don't think there's going to be a crumbling I mean, I don't want to prophesize my good fortune, but I really feel like something big's about to happen. And I've been thinking it for a while and I've been talking to you about it. Yeah. I feel this culmination of energy and it's heading in a direction. 
I can feel that it knows where it's going. And I don't know where that end point is, but whenever it gets there and there's all this momentum building, it's going to be huge. And I had this dream last night, as I do, um, which is really inconvenient for you, but I actually feel like I'm leaving Byron just for a bit, like not to live anywhere else, but I just feel like I'm I'm leaving for a month or so. I don't know. And I tell you why. I, I don't know why I'm talking this out on the podcast live. I'm so cool with this. My cat ran away again. And there's like a part of me that's like, maybe Luna is somewhere where she's being looked after so that I can go away. <gasps> oh, that gives me chills. Because I'm like, I are you just, feeling that? Are you feeling the states? I don't know. I feel like, yeah, it feels overseas, and I just yeah. feel like I don't. I don't know. I probably shouldn't be talking this out on the podcast. No, I think it's like this is the thing, right? We don't know. We do I don't not know. know. Yes. We so, don't know. what changes occurring? Actually, don't know. But I'm telling you, something big's about to happen, and it could it could be a bad big thing, but it's never a bad big thing. So, never. whatever it is, it's just going to change the course of something, and I can feel it happening a little bit around my environment, but obviously not long term because this is home now. But yeah, but you're going away for a bit. I mm, I like it. I, yeah, watch this bloody space, this Jordana space. Levine. Okay, so. Okay. okay. What are you recording <laughs> for us today? Okay, so I just want to start off by saying I know in last week's episode I said I was going to recall protein powder. I have since reacted very badly to said protein powder. Now, okay. that is that is about me and my gut, not about the brand because it's beautiful, but I'm just not going to recall it because it's I'm not it's, I can't recall something that's not reacting well to me. Good. Does that make sense? That's, is that that's okay? fair. It's very okay. genuine of you. Thank you. Um, so what I am going to reco is a product I've been using for a while. It's not new on the market, but, but maybe some people don't realize how amazing it is. Um, mm. It's two products from the Beauty Chef range. Yes. Uh, now, the Beauty Chef, for people that aren't familiar with it, is I guess you'd call it a supplement range put together by yeah. na- nutritionist Carla Oates. Yes. Um, it's all done scientifically. She's got a lot of research research and people doing tricky things in the kitchen with it um and all of her products uh, are healing for the gut they contain yep. probiotics um but uh specifically for um skin and cell reproduction so yes. her whole idea is that you know you, by working with the gut we actually glow from the inside out so the two products that I've been using are her most famous one, Glow, which is a beautiful uh, probiotic powder that you can either have in water or I like to put it in smoothies. It's got a very kind of tangy um, berry flavor. It's really yes. beautiful. It's delicious. Um, and then the second one is called Collagen, and it's from her Liquid Elixir range. Um, it tastes like raspberry cordial. It's yes, so it's delicious. So you can just have that in water, and it's, like, really delicious. Or you could put it in a smoothie, or sometimes I put it with ice and some carbonated water and a squeeze of lime. That's so <laughs> fancy. I know. But that's also got probiotics in it, and probiotic the strains of probiotics that are particularly good for collagen production. Now, I have, we've talked about it a lot, I have very good skin. I can't help it. It's in my genes. So when I take products what like thing? this, I know, guys, definitely feel sorry about me. <laughs> I got so many other issues. It's okay. 
It's okay to have good skin. <laughs> Let me have my good skin. Please. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so, you know, I don't always notice a huge difference when I start taking skin products. Things. But, but I do have friends that have had issues with their skin. Um, I had one friend in particular who had some really, really bad gastro and she was very sick and depleted from it. And she started taking, um, and she also has kind of uh, hormonal skin. Mm. She started taking the hydration elixir um, and most recently the collagen and glow. And she said her skin has never been better. I seco this reco. I I came up with that myself. I don't know. This is good, right? Seco this reco. So I totally seco this reco. Um, and you've just reminded me I need to stock up because I haven't had. I usually always have collagen in the fridge, and it's such a good summer drink with ice. I haven't done the carbonated water with the squeeze of limes, so so I'll be trying that out. (laughs) Yeah, it's really good. If you want to take it just that little bit further. Oh God. You could put like a little bit of like coconut water kefir in there. With... What about a sprig of basil or rosemary? Oh, that'd be so good. <laughs> oh my God, that sounds like a Trent concoction. I think I've been hanging out with him too long. It's my... cocktail Friday. <laughs> the thing I'm most looking forward to about you guys moving up here is Trent making me cocktails. <laughs> guys, I don't think you realize how dangerous and also exciting it is to have a husband that wants to open a whiskey distillery. He's like, okay, who wants this fancy gin cocktail that I've just come up with? Me, it's be so I fun. do. <laughs> I do. Can, we, can you put collagen and glow by Beauty Chef in it? <laughs> Why not, right? Great record, George. Thank you. What is your record? I am recoing a towel today jord wow (laughs) that sounds so exciting (laughs) no it is it actually is so exciting because they're called summer side towels now disclaimer i was gifted this towel so just need to put that up front but why i love it so much jord and i used it at the beach yesterday is it every towel is 80 not hang on i need to get this right each towel is made from 85% recycled plastic bottles. That's so, incredible. Isn't that amazing? There's the equivalent of up to 14 plastic bottles that you've saved from landfill in your towel. So anything that's environmentally friendly and sustainable in that way, I'm all for. Mm. The prints are so cute. So mine's a brightly colored cacti one that you can get all different colors and prints. And what's even more clever is, you know, when you go to the beach by yourself and you have to take your keys and your valuables down and then I don't know about you, but I'm sitting on the towel going, I want to go for a swim, but I don't trust any motherfucker. Well, this towel has a secret hidden compartment at the back of it with a zip that you put all your valuables in. So if you're going in for a dip, they're all hidden away from public eye. It's such a good idea. Now tell me, does the towel dry you? Well, look. I'm not one who thoroughly dries herself after a dip and it annoys Trent the tourist to no end because he will spend a good... He brings three towels to the beach, one specifically for drying, one for lying on and one to put his head on. Are you the same, George? No, but I take a towel to dry and a sarong to lie on because I'm like, I don't want to lie on my wet towel, Virgo Moon. No, see, I lie on the wet towel that's covered in sand and then dry myself and end up sandier and wetter than before I did that. So I can't tell you if the towel dries well, but I can tell you that it does everything else well, which is, I mean, a towel is just meant to dry you. So, <laughs> Does it feel like towel is what I'm asking you? Not like a normal towel. No. Do you know what it feels like? You know those microfibery cloths? 
Oh. It kind of feels like that. Okay. So it would. I I feel it would be even more of a good body dryer than a normal towel. Well, if it doesn't go against what you usually do and you feel okay with it, maybe you could try going for a swim and actually drying yourself with it. I'll do that this weekend and put it in the newsletter. But look, guys, it ticks every other box. And what I love most about it is Gabby, the founder, is 25 years old and it's a business that she came up with. So I'm, I know we both are all about supporting small business doing cool shit in the world. Awesome. So good. Um, yeah. I look forward to trialing your towel at some point. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Uh, you're teaching us something very scary today. No, Joel. I'm not, Holly. It's not <laughs> scary. It's people like you that have given Mercury a bad name. I'm sorry. So we are heading into the final Mercury retrograde of the year. So that's the silver lining. It's the last one for the year. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So there's three every year. They go for three weeks each. Lovely. So we are at the final one. Woohoo! It starts on Halloween. Um, so there's a lot going on in Scorpio season. Um, it starts on October 31st. I think it goes till November 20 something, whatever three weeks is from October 31st. Um, so Mercury retrograde, there's a few kind of things I want to debunk about it first. Mm -hmm. Please. A lot of people think retrograde means that Mercury is going backwards. Yeah. Now, the reality of Mercury going backwards is that there would be massive planetary collisions in the sky. That was actually <laughs> happening. Be like, whoa, man. Of all logistics. <laughs> yeah. So what's actually happening is, you know, when you're, you know when you're sitting on a train and your mm. train is still and there's a really fast train going beside you and you feel like you're going backwards all of a sudden? Yes, yes. Yeah, that's what's happening. Mercury's actually moving super fast through the sky. Right. I love right. that. I love that analogy. So it speeds up. Um, now Mercury, like all planets, so all planets govern different areas. Yeah. Yeah. So Venus governs like love and relationships and Mars is sexuality and action. Um, Mercury is communication, transmission of information, travel and technology. Okay. Okay. So they're the areas that are governed by Mercury. Now, when Mercury is in retrograde, what's actually happening is that the energy around it is dormant. So it's not that those areas are going into a tailspin. It's that there's no energy supporting them. So they're just like... Oh, do you know what I mean? Does that make sense to you? Yes, yes. That makes way more sense. So it's not like a kerfuffle of... No, it's like Mercury's not giving it any love. So communication and travel are just like, wow, we're doing this on our own? What? Okay, they've got no energy behind them. Yeah. Okay, so there's a lot of scary memes that go around uh, Mm. during Mercury Retrograde. We get very dramatic about it. Um, Mm, I love getting dramatic. Me too, and I'm not immune to it. I love a good Mercury Retrograde meme. They're some of my (laughs) favourites. Mercury's in Gatorade. That's one of my (laughs) favourites. But um, what I want to say to people is there are so many ways to navigate it and it really doesn't have to be as scary as people make it out to be. So things that might get um, affected, like I said before, are the areas that Mercury governs. So make sure that when you're in communication, whether it's written word, spoken word or hand gestured word, that you're being very clear with your communication and Mm. also that you're being clear with the way you receive information. 
Yeah. Mm. So if you're reading a text message and you think it has a certain tone, make sure that's the way that you were meant to receive it before you fly off the handle. <laughs> I literally did that yesterday. I replied to one of my friends. They sent me a message. It was one word. And I replied, are we fighting? <laughs> and they're like, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. So um, be very clear in that respect. When it comes to things like communication and technology combined, so text messages, social media, emails, um, make sure that emails are leaving the outbox, that they're not staying in the outbox. Make sure that you press send. Make sure that you've attached the file. Make sure, um, you know, that your captions are clear on social media. Read them a few times over. It's just about being a little bit more meticulous. It's about bringing the Virgo into it. And it's no surprise that Virgo is ruled by Mercury. Okay, so taking on a little bit of those Virgo traits, tick all the boxes, read over things a few times. So a lot of people say, don't sign contracts, don't sign a lease, don't start a new job, don't leave a new job. You can do all of those things. Your life can keep going on. Just be a little bit more meticulous with it. So read the contract, have someone else read the contract, make sure it makes sense to you, make sure that it's clear before you sign it. Yeah. Mm, be considered and slow. It's almost like permission to slow down a bit. John. And that's exactly what it is. The planet is dormant. It's saying slow down. So travel, it's the same. Don't cancel your flights. Just leave <laughs> a little bit more time to get to the airport. Mm. You know, watch what you're doing when you're driving. Don't, I mean, you shouldn't do it anyway, but don't look at your phone while you're driving. No. You know, no. Um, what else? Uh, in terms of technology, something I say to people, a lot of people don't do this, is turn your computer off at night. Like, yeah, I don't do that. No, I don't either. <laughs> but I do during, during Mercury Retrograde. I shut all the programs down. I make sure I've saved everything. Um, okay. And I actually turn my computer off. A lot of people say don't do updates on technology during Mercury Retrograde. Uh, absolutely do updates during mercury retrograde that's when you should be doing them all right so make sure your computer is up to date make sure your iphone is up to date this is so good to know george these are so helpful um now the other thing that mercury retrograde offers us which is really beautiful is this amazing access to our intuition and the reason that this is possible during Mercury retrograde is because all the external things that we're constantly looking at, all of the technology, all of the ways to communicate outside of ourselves are dormant. So it's giving us time, it's giving us stillness, it's giving us space to be introspective. And that's exactly it. what you should be doing over the three weeks from October 31st to whenever. Okay, so is this a good time for us to take out our journals or to deepen our meditation practice, like any introspective kind of techniques? Yeah, get introspective. And look, that is just a hot tip for Scorpio season two. Yeah, it's like a double alone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mercury is in Scorpio. It's going retrograde through the season of Scorpio. So... (laughs) Yeah, so there is, there might be some added intensity to it, but that's okay. Like, just be introspective, spend some time on your own. Another gift that we get from both Mercury Retrograde and from Scorpio and from Hallow's Eve is this direct channel to source, to the other dimensions. So, if you're working on your psychic abilities, perhaps after we had our psychic ability chat last, well, a couple of weeks ago. Um, perhaps you're looking into more ways that you can be more clairsentient or claircognizant or clairaudient or whatever it is. This is a really good opportunity to hone those skills and to fine tune them. 
I love that, creating some kind of, you know, ritual setting on Hallow's Eve and communicating with your spirit guides. That could be so cool. It could be really cool. And I guess Mm. the other thing is, like, just slow down. Like, just slow the F down. And I say that to the air signs um, (laughs) and I say that to my Virgos. So the... Gemini and Virgo are the two signs that are ruled by Mercury. Every every astrological sign is ruled by a planet. So Gemini and Virgo are ruled by Mercury. So these people, whether you have them in your sun, moon or ascendant, you will feel Mercury, Mercury retrograde a lot more because you are constantly governed by communication channels mm. um, and technology. But that doesn't put you at more risk. It just gives you more awareness around it. So my sun, moon and ascendant are all ruled by (laughs) Mercury. Um, So Gemini sun, Gemini rising, Virgo moon. So I really feel it. And also I'm a big communicator. I do two podcast shows and I'm a writer. So everything I do (laughs) is governed (laughs) by Mercury. It's full on. So for Mm. me over the next three weeks, I have to keep writing my book. I can't not do that or I won't reach my deadline. I have to keep recording and editing podcasts or I don't have any form of communication with the outside world. And um, a lot of my coaching is done through Zoom. So, you know, I have to Mm. keep showing up for my clients. So um, I can't put my life on hold, but what what I can do is just give myself a little bit more time, um, give myself a lot more space and the times mm. that I don't have to be on technology and communicating, just take some time for myself. Yeah, I realized, and it was while I was on Vox to you this week, George, where I'm launching my body, my home, my next program during Mercury retrograde. And I was, you know, so flabbergasted and going, how did I do this? How, like, I didn't even think this through. And you were like, oh, it just means you just double check things more. And if anything, I was talking to my right hand woman, Jess Silsby, avid listener of the potty. Hi, Jess, we love you. Um, and she was the same. She's like, oh, I've just chosen that Mercury doesn't affect me. And we're just going to use this as our deadline to get everything, feel so on top of everything that once it goes like retrograde there's nothing we need to look at because it's already sorted so it's using it to your advantage i think yeah and not getting caught up in the hype of it yeah don't get it twisted what i I feel if it goes for three weeks and it goes into retrograde on the 31st then around the 21st 22nd of november which is when you said scorpio season ends so it's almost as if the two have come together to go let's give these guys some really important solid lessons and yeah it might feel intense but the underlying themes for both jord feel like it's slow down be meticulous introspection and yes deaths will occur but they are for your highest good and there's light at the end absolutely i just realized sorry just then that this time last year like exactly this week last year i put everything into the storage container and moved out of my bondi home and hopped in my car and went down south and didn't know where i was going to live and like my whole world felt like it was crumbling but i just knew that that's what had to happen, that death needed to occur and there was nothing I could do about it, even though I couldn't see the birth. So this Scorpio season shit is real. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. I I reckon if we could go back through journals over the years of and and have a look at Scorpio season and how we were feeling, what we're going through, that could be eye-opening. In fact, I'm going to do that. Yeah, and I think that's, yeah, that's amazing. I mean, that could have, it's funny, like I don't keep a journal, you know, I don't, but I do have an Instagram account that's documented every moon for the last three years. Um, And when I go back and look at the posts that surround the moon synopsis at that time, what was 
what's going on in my life, there there is a pattern over three years that happens every time. That is so interesting. I'm literally going to do that this weekend. How fascinating. Yeah, so fun. Well, on that note... You've been listening to The Middle with your hosts, Holly Azapati and Jordana Levine. Join our Facebook group. Just search The Middle Podcast Show and follow us on Instagram at the underscore underscore podcast. See you next week if you survive Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Thanks. I came up with it on the spot. That was really good. (laughs) (sighs) Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.